What do you think? Greetings. All right. <laughs> Greetings and welcome to today's episode of Film Finance. I'm your host, Shirley Singleton, and I'm here with Anita Michelle. Hello. Again. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a little change of location. You know, we're working through some things. Yeah. Yeah. So today, our topic is the world of money and international investing. That's right. Trading around the clock, essentially, is what we're talking about. So this is part two of our money markets. Currencies from around the world are sort of floated against one another to measure their relative worth in the global marketplace. The worth is traded to represent supply and demand. How trading works. Make a market, number one. A trader calls for a quote from a bank that specializes in handling it. Very simple. Number two, get a bid. The caller may want to buy or sell, so the bank sets a bid to buy a price and a bid to sell the price. Three, agree to terms. The caller wants to execute the trade at the terms outlined by the bank that quoted the trade. Four, confirm the deal. The caller enters the information in the dealing system and gets confirmation. The bank confirms the same purchase information and notifies the caller of the transaction by the end of the day. The business day, that is. Five. Transfer payment. Payment is sent by wire transfer to a corresponding currency bank. Simple. So, when, you, when you're saying this, this is... Uh sort of what happens like in the um what type of markets are these all around the world any type of just banking we're talking right. about basic essentials of how things work that's very true yes mm -hmm. so we're thinking about international currency though as right. we recall yeah so th this is sort of like what uh, forex would be well i mean in the back in the day when yes. they had to do it manually. Absolutely. You know, but now everything's all electronic and stuff absolutely. like that. But back in the day, this is how they used to have to do that. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So things to remember is that nothing is fixed with currency value. So if you're talking about euro dollars, you know, or any other type of foreign currency, nothing is fixed. So currency values change based on demand. So for example, yen to euros. U.S. dollars to ruples. <laughs> but there's a relationship, though. So a big demand is you have a rise in prices. Low inflation also boosts the currency's value, though. One way to keep them stable is by adjusting the money supply according to demand. Another way is to adjust interest rates, where low demand is going to give rates that are low. Sometimes deliberate devaluing happens, though, when exchange rates in a government need to be relatively cheap for trading to match other countries. Yeah, that's that's very true. Mm -hmm. I know, like, um, basically, it's it's sort of like 
money flows to wherever there's the lowest interest rates and the most stability. Absolutely. You, the, those are the perfect principles to review for us. Surely I agree. <laughs> so things to remember is that nothing is fixed with currency value. So if you're talking about Euro dollars, you know, or any other type of foreign currency, nothing is fixed. So currency values change based on demand. So for example, yen to euros, US dollars to ruples. <laughs> but there's a relationship though. So a big demand is you have a rise in prices. Low inflation also boosts the currency's value though. Right. So, we're seeking stability, though. Um, governments try to keep their currencies stable to maintain constant relative worth with currencies of their major worldly trading partners to try to stay on, on par. So we have some big deals, though, you know, and you mentioned Forex. So, yes, Forex is a big deal, okay? When we're talking about large-scale currency trading in the global foreign exchange market handled by telecommunications networks, controlled by banks and other financial institutions, you know, you have possibilities there. You have spot trading, forward transactions, and currency swaps. Yeah. Now, how currency values are set, do you ask? Somebody's probably asked. Right, yeah. I mean, that's just... <laughs> the market well since the 1971 gold standard was abandoned things have changed with international currency for sure very much so mm -hmm. so no more 35 dollars an ounce u.s dollar being redeemed for gold no no more of that gold standard yeah all the gold notes had to be uh turned in and the silver mm -hmm. notes too Currency values are influenced by supply and demand, and therefore they change daily. So some countries seek stability by pegging or linking their currency to that of the U.S. dollar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. First world nation, <laughs> supposedly. So the EU, the European Union, established euros in 2002 for its participating members. Um, Although it's not the U.S. dollar, it's a currency value. Oh, most definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's the... the, the uh, Tons of them. Yeah. And what was interesting is that, like, even some countries inside of the EU, they didn't adopt the euro. Um, yes. They chose to uh, keep their own stuff, like the United Kingdom and their pound, British pound sterling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk now about global investments, Shirley. Okay. Now let's do it. We're talking about international investing. So as a way to diversify one's portfolio, you have domestic factors that come into play pri primarily to affect the value of that investment. You have some rewards, capital gains, dividends, and the country's currency rises against the dollar. So selling it in US dollars would yield you more money. That's, that's the idea. Right. Risks, though, of course. We always tell you about the pros and the cons. Uh, prices, uh, prices fall and dividends are cut. So that's a huge risk. You have traps to be aware of, too. 
Um, you have different tax treatments for gains and losses. You have different accounting and trading rules to follow. Converting dividends into dollars may add extra expenses for you uh, with certain trades. Some markets are but loosely regulated, so that's something to be cautious of. Not a lot of, you know, kind of safeguards in place. It's hard to find information about foreign companies that you may want to invest in a lot of times. Um, giving buying and selling orders by distance can sometimes cause a problem, even though we've gone from picking up the phone and call, literally calling in your trades to pressing buttons. We can still have some problems, some delays, some hiccups in those transactions. Unexpected changes in overseas interest rates. Yeah. Yeah. Or currency values also can cause problems. Political instability in countries and regions also can affect the values. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Like war. That's exactly what I was thinking. You read my mind. Thank <laughs> you for that example. I was thinking of a current kind of war that's going on. If the U.S. dollar shrinks in value, U.S. investors make more when they sell for a profit. So that's kind of uh, a general rule to go by. If the U.S. dollar um, boosts in value, then U.S. investors make less when they sell for a profit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To figure out the gain or loss, you simply divide the difference by the sale price and the initial cost by the initial cost itself. Mm-hmm. It is a calculation. Don't forget about cross-border bonds, though, people. We're not just talking about stock investing internationally. There are also bonds options. Interesting. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you have, you know, just straight up currency trading. Mm -hmm. You have stocks. You have bonds mm -hmm. as well. Absolutely. As well as, and also real estate, because that's a big thing, too. It sure is. Now, we have trading around the clock capabilities is what we're talking about to our viewers and listeners um, in our electronic global marketplace. We're following standard time, okay? Markets operate on daylight savings time part of the year, operating on a universal clock, did you know? By using the Greenwich Mean Time 24-7, Monday through Friday. Yep. Yep. Um, so you can zone in or you can zone out, <laughs> basically. International traders often live and work in different time zones. And thanks to technology. Yeah. 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 And also, you know, when you're doing international trading and you're trading around the clock, that requires, like, some Forex traders, mm -hmm. they get up and trade like at one in the morning. I know I used to. I used to trade. I used to get up at like midnight. I used to go to bed at like eight, get up at like midnight. You know, I trade from like uh, midnight to three. And a.m. Then... Yes, yeah. I remember those days. You and had a wild schedule back I did. then. <laughs> then I'd take another nap and then I'd get back up and then I was back at the markets again. I remember. So. It was hardcore. Right. You know, so you have to decide what kind of markets you want to participate in, mm -hmm. you know, based on the schedule of that mark of the exchanges that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and the markets are interrelated, though, and some of the major international trading markets, you know, around the world, you you can kind of have some satisfaction that you're trading with them, like in Tokyo and Singapore and London and Sydney. Right, the you different know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's 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 really cool, you know, because you the different markets open up at different times, you know, and so you can trade, you know. Typically, you know, when markets, when they open, they have certain patterns, you know, and so it's it's really neat uh, being able to see how that works, the circadian rhythm of the world. Absolutely. Fascinating. Um, but something to to think of, though, when you do place one of those international kind of trades, whatever you're dabbling in around the world is that when the stock closes at the end of one business day at a specific price, and then it opens the next trading day at a different price, that can be explained because of trading 24-7. Right, after All right, hours so you, trading. After hours trading. So you have some, you know, some risks there. You know, once, like you said, once you go to bed and then you wake up, it can be something totally different. Right. You know. So, thank you. We hope that you enjoyed this wonderful overview in this part two episode. That's right. And I can't say how much we appreciate you for tuning in and listening to us. And spreading the word. Right. And that the support of you clicking like and making comments. That I cannot say how far that goes. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. So make sure that you tune in next time and that you like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell and all that other good stuff. Spread the word, too. Spread the we word. love it. That's we right. We see it. We're so encouraged by it, and we want to keep bringing you information and episodes that you enjoy. Until next time. Until next time. Peace. Deuces.